What's going on, everybody? Packed, loaded show for you guys here tonight. Once again, with the Lunch Table Podcast. Coming to you live. Uh, so late. I'm tired, but I'm ready. Bobby Mitchell, I got you with me tonight. <laughs> What's going on, brother? Yeah, another day, another dollar, my man. But I'm like you. I'm exhausted from this couple of days. But... But if you don't mind, I'd like to get a little special shout out here before we uh, get rolling here in debate. So uh, today is a special, special day for a certain somebody that is in my life. Good old, my beautiful lady, Mary. Today is her birthday, so I just want to tell her on air once again, happy birthday, babe. I love you. Uh, I hope you had a special day. And you've done so much for me over this past year made my life happier and I just I don't know buddy where I'd be without her so I just want to wish her a special happy birthday and I love her and now I'm ready ready to roll buddy feel like I had to absolutely happy birthday Miss Mary hope you have a hope you had a great day today and hope you have a fun weekend with us this weekend as we go to uh the Bristol Tennessee uh but we'll get started here my friend uh since we're talking about Bristol here, let's just go ahead and dive right into our headline for NASCAR this week. Um, Rick, Brad Keselowski won the race at Richmond on Saturday night, locking his way into round two of the playoffs with Kevin Harvick. Um, pretty dominating performance. I think he had the strongest car all night between him and Austin Dillon. But uh, after Richmond, that leads us to this weekend, the weekend that me and you have been looking forward to for – Ah, uh, geez, I don't know, three, four months now to go back to Bristol. Uh, it's a playoff race. It's a cutoff race. And uh, a couple of drivers here we got to talk about, buddy, are in desperate need of wins. They're behind in the points. That is Matt Benedetto and Ryan Blaney. Now, both of us know that Matt Benedetto and Ryan Blaney both have had really good success at Bristol Motor Speedway. Ryan Blaney been taken out in the lead. Uh, I know of twice off the top of my head. Uh, so he mm-hmm. hasn't really had the finishes to go with the runs he's had there. And then we all remember last year, Matt D, Matty D uh, just coming up one spot short of getting his first win in this race one year ago. But uh, what do you think of those two drivers so far in the first round, buddy? Because I've actually been kind of shocked at the 12 car. Now, I know that he had a uh, – like a he had a penalty – in the very first race, which cost him. But last week uh, at Richmond, that car showed little to no speed. What What was your overall impressions of mm-hmm. Richmond uh, Saturday night? Well, before I jump into that, I don't know what's going to be more exciting to me personally, buddy, going to the track Saturday, knowing that Chase won the last race we were there, or the action that's going to be followed, or the main important one, Seeing you once they announced <laughs> Michael McDowell's name over the PA. So, oh, buddy, I've been ready. Oh, you got the – how many fingers you got ready? Two? As many as I can count. <laughs> I've been ready. So, that, yeah, I think that one's going to be the most uh, intriguing matchup of the day. And, by the way, buddy, before we start, have you seen the weather for Saturday night? I'm going to not – I'm going to knock you, on the biggest piece are, of wood that I can find right now. 
but I have seen the weather, and it is supposed to not rain. <laughs> I I agree, buddy. It's beautiful sunshine, but buddy, on a Saturday night in September in the mountains of Tennessee, I didn't expect it to be forty. Yeah, I'm definitely going to be taking Four. a jacket. <laughs> Are you? I don't know what I should wear. I don't know if I should wear Georgia or sorry <laughs> for the way they played. But I, I'll go back to your question now on Saturday, buddy. I'm like you. I, I'm not going to lie to you. The way uh, Ryan Blaney's been running the past couple of races, you would figure, man, he would be way up there, probably where uh, Chase is, and probably Martin Truex Jr. And buddy, I just don't know what it is about Ryan Blaney in the playoffs. But what what is it, man? Every year we talk about how good he's been, and then once we get to the playoffs, dude, does it just seem like he just falls off? Kind of does, yeah. So bad. So I'm like you, man. I mean, I know Richmond is not a Ryan Blaney track, and he'll even admit that to you uh, in interviews and stuff like that. But there's no excuse to me with a ride like he's got. Now, don't get me wrong. I understand all drivers have bad tracks. But, buddy, just the way they've ran the first two races, I I just – I have no words for Ryan Blaney Mm -hmm. right now. I mean, I don't know what we're doing. And, honestly, out of all the guys that are on the bubble this week, he would probably be the one that I would tell you on air at Bristol to watch out for just because I feel like a win is coming for Ryan Blaney at Bristol. Even though he probably should have had what? How many races have mean you've been to lately where he's led the first two hundred laps and he always gets caught up in some I know BS. of two off the top of my head and then in this race uh in the spring, uh well I guess the technical wasn't in the spring. It was when they went there when NASCAR started back. I know mm-hmm. he got taken out in the lead again. Uh so yeah. or he was fighting for the lead by, by I think teammate. Yeah, and I think what Ty, Ty Dillon ended up clipping in front yeah. end of his nose. He would have been fine if he didn't have the extra contact from the lap car. But you know, that's like you said. Yeah, but I mean, crazy. Yeah, I'm just I'm just blown away by him. And honestly, I thought Matt Benedetto would be running better than what he's ran. Now, I can see the Wood Brothers kind of. I guess where Matt Benedetto really hasn't been here, like in this position before at mm-hmm. all in his career, uh, I don't feel like he would use the excuse of, you know, hey, this is my first time and uh, we're still learning things. I think it's just more the fact of right now, I truly believe, buddy, that only two Penske cars that are like two Penske cars and, of course, Wood Brothers, who's affiliated. I only feel like, buddy, there's only been – Two cars really that's shown up, and that's obviously Brad and Joey mm-hmm. because Ryan hasn't done nothing. And Matty D, my God, man, that what was it? The first race, I'm trying to even remember. Yeah, what was it? Darlington, mm-hmm. man, he was back there in 25th mm-hmm. range, and then and then this week, I mean, he couldn't get higher than 17th. So I I don't know what's going on there, but I mean, don't get me wrong, buddy, I'd love to see. I wouldn't be objected if I saw either one of them win because I like both of them. I have huge respect for uh, what they both can do. More of me would pull for a Matty D upset just because of the, this race last year should have been Matt Benedetto's mm-hmm. race. That's no no ifs, ands, or buts about it. But, yeah, buddy, I'm caught off guard. Uh, that's what the playoffs does, though, man. I mean, it's that's what's so good about racing, man. It, we, you got to go week by week, and you never know 
who can just show up and who could be some of these favorites, man. I'll tell you another one, buddy, that I don't know about you, but Hamlin's not off to the best start either. No, he's From, not. Uh, I mean, but he, he has fell, fallen back on all the success he had in the regular season that he did get locked into the next round on points. But you're right. I think mm-hmm, he's got a – I think he finished 13th and 12th um, in the first two races. Not not very Diddy so, I mean, like for sure. Oh, yeah. But – uh, overall, buddy, I don't know about you about this Richmond race. I, I'll let you answer this before I get going. I don't know about you, but I was not a fan of that package. I don't know what we've got to do on short track races. Now, the Bristol race, with it being the first short track race that they had, I loved it. I thought it was good. Martinsville was an eh. And then Richmond, buddy, it was just, it sucked. Well, um, I mean, I'm, you know, Richmond, I don't know, like, the past couple races there, I don't know if it's the package itself or it's just the if it's just the track. It's or and a lot of drivers talked about, um, like Clint Boyer talked about the the tires that they used at it mm-hmm. didn't put as down as much rubber as you would think that they would. I mean, they still did wear out tires meant a lot, like they always do at Richmond. They eat tires like uh, like candy, but you know, they, I don't think I don't know if it was all package because like the last the last couple races at Richmond had been you know just no cautions straight racing I mean it, mm-hmm. if it wasn't for the strategy like the pit strategy tire strategy it would have been very bad but I mean the, I think the strategy part of it did help it a little bit um for entertainment value and and kind of keeping us on our toes about what was going to mm-hmm. happen but I'm like you. That Richmond is definitely not on the top of my list of uh, entertaining races for sure. Oh yeah, I agree. And then I heard on the morning drive the other day they actually threw a stat out there. Out of all the 1,300 laps, I do believe that they ran. Did you know they only had like cautions? Like I want to say I'm between the four races. Yeah. yeah, dude, it was like five cautions in general. Besides the stage, besides Across. the stages. Yeah. Yeah. That That is insane to me because you would think at a short track, you've got people basically, mm-hmm. you know, bumping and running into each other. and You're going to have spins and you're going to have wrecks. Yeah, but, I mean, other, other, I than, mean uh, other than Bubba and Jimmy on Saturday night, there was no, uh, there was no contact between anybody. I don't really believe. I mean, yeah, dude. I mean, it's just insane anymore so i mean i mean that's props to drivers too that can control their cars now mm-hmm. but i don't i'm like you buddy we just gotta we've got to do something to get this short track action back so i mean i can imagine we'll see a whole lot better racing this weekend but overall i i'd buddy if i had to grade that race i would honestly give it like a d just because i'm like you the only thing that was good about it was your strategy to see who all had good ones and then basically your people running side by side like that they did get to show. So, I mean, but overall, man, shout out to uh, Alan Gustafson and Chase, just like he said in his interview, glad that we didn't finish, you know, 15th to 20th. <laughs> so definitely needed that point points run after that to, be a sol- I think we're going to be solid above the cutoff line. So as long as we just run consistent this weekend, I feel like we'll be all right. But other than that, buddy, what do you got from the takeaways at Richmond? Uh, I mean, my takeaways, I, I would give it – I wouldn't give the race a D. 
I'd probably give it like a B minus. Um, just like I said, okay. I, I did enjoy. I actually did enjoy the race um, because it actually midway through the final stages, when I realized that they didn't really have a caution uh, for an on track incident, because I was enjoying. I mean, personally, I was enjoying the the start, the tire strategies, and the and I was enjoying watching the three car. I, honestly, I I shocked by how good he has been in the first two races and he honestly i think i mean brad keselowski's got an argument for sure won the race and stuff like that but i think the three car had the best car saturday night and you don't usually hear that from a richard children's car anymore um driven by austin Dillon. so i was really impressed by him and if it wasn't for that pit road uh, mistake he had where he missed the missed the line we could be having a whole different conversation on here because I know neither one of us picked Austin Dillon to make it to the next round. And barring something catastrophic Saturday night, I think he's made his way into the next round. Mm. So uh, that's been definitely my shocker uh, from Richmond was just seeing how fast Mm. that three car was. Um, And Mm -hmm. and Kevin Harvick, man, he, he he made a pit road mistake, uh, hitting the commitment cone or the commitment box. He didn't uh, judge that right. It's very rare that you see Kevin Harvick make a mistake like that because he was on a strategy that was different than most of the field. He was on a two two stop strategy there in the second stage, uh, while everybody else was kind of on a one. And I think if he would have pulled it off, he might have drove all the way up there with the way those tires were at the end, but that pip uh, penalty cost him uh, a lot of time. So, But I did enjoy the race. I would give it like a B-minus, like you said. Um, but, yeah, just going into Bristol, a cutoff race. Um, my, I'm going to be watching the 12 and the 21 uh, Saturday night when we're sitting mm-hmm. there because my my prediction, and you kind of you kind of went there at the beginning of your point, my prediction to win the race is Ryan Blaney. And – Okay. Um, so, cool. I mean, I know that might be stepping out there a little bit based on how he's run the past two races, but I've also been and seen him run at Bristol before. And it's like you said, in your point, mm-hmm. he's due a win at Bristol. He's he's dominated there in Tom's, had some bad luck. Um, I, he's going to be my pick to win the race. And uh, so I think he's okay. going to sneak his way in there. I think Matty D is going to have a good run. But that, that car, if you remember – if you go back to about four or five races before the playoffs, that car hasn't been running well for a while because he was mm-hmm. so, uh, solidly in the playoffs there. And everybody was like, oh, he's going to be good. You know, the 21 car is good. And then just week by week, he fell down and fell down and fell down. So there's something not going on right throughout that car. Um, I just, I think he's going to run good. He's good at Bristol. Um, that's his best track by far. He'll tell you that on, on interviews and stuff. But I think that, uh, I think that Matty D bounces out after, you know, my prediction uh, a couple weeks ago, I said that he would be a dark horse to make it into the second round, but it just doesn't look like that's going to be correct. Um, but I'm excited mm-hmm. for Saturday night. Uh, did you, who's your, who are you picking to win before we move on to our next topic? I tell you, I tell, I'll tell you this before I pick. I'm not – you're going to call me crazy, but I actually do not – I give Austin Dillon credit for the first two races, but statistically, buddy, at Bristol, Austin Dillon always has problems mm-hmm. at Bristol, no matter if it's wrecks or tires. 
or anything like that. So I'm, buddy, he is actually the one that I know he's got some good points built up, but I'm telling you, buddy, watch out. And a lot of strategy too this weekend will be played out from the guys that have to do something. And then the guys that are not in the playoffs basically wanting to win. So I feel like that's going to be interesting. But I think the three winners are going to come down to, I think, three drivers. Your all-star winner in Chase, because I feel like they're going to bring back the same car. I'm like you, Ryan Blaney is going to be really good because he ran good in the all-star race, even though Chase had a better car than him. And, buddy, who – I hate to say this, but who who is the man at Bristol? No, we know who the man at Bristol is. Yeah. So, uh, the candy man is going to be in that fight for the win on that one, too. But, honestly, I think just the way the spring race was, I feel like Blaney will be there through halfway. But then after that, buddy, I think we're going to watch a 9 versus 18 show. And, uh, ultimately, I think we're going to get this win just because I feel like it owes us one from the spring. Even though we got one in the all-star race, so I'm going to go with old lucky number nine from Dawsonville to win the race on Saturday over Kyle Busch. And, buddy, I'm, I think it's going to be closer than what it was last time. I think Chase will kind of hold him off like one of them last effort attempts in the corn turn four to where Kyle tries to hit him, but it just doesn't mm-hmm. work out. Not a bad pick. The most recent winner at Bristol is Chase in the all-star race, like you said. Uh, so can't. Can't argue with that. We know Kyle Busch uh, is the man at Bristol. Even though he's not had the best year, He's it's still Bristol. And you know, one more driver that I'll throw out there that I've actually read a lot about going into this race is uh, Martin Truex. I'll, I'll, I'll throw his name okay. out there. Yeah. He, I don't think he's won at Bristol before, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. So, But I think quick, – Quick question before before you do that, and I'll let you finish. I want you to go ahead and give me the people that you think are actually going to get eliminated. The people I think are going to get eliminated. Matty D. Mm-hmm. Uh, D, Cole Custer. Okay. Uh, okay. Man, uh, hold on. Because you got a you got a lot of guys, dude. That's on. Let me go pull up the points. Yeah, you, you threw me a curveball there. I, I, I hate to. I was going. Yeah, I was going to definitely know. I was going to go. I'm going to go 21 for sure because I, I said that a second ago. Um, and I'm going to go with Cole Cluster. Uh, All right, I got you right here. I got you right here. So, I'll start with. Okay, so you've got. Basically, Hamlin and Logano's locked in, right? So Hamlin, you got Le- Hamlin Logano, Martin Truex, yeah. Martin Truex is plus 38, so you feel like he's going to be fine? Uh, definitely. Uh, my Okay, Austin Dillon. Let's see. Basically, the guys that are in trouble is Kyle Busch is plus 18. Amarola and Kurt Busch are only plus 7. Clint Boyer is only plus 3. And that's the, he's the final cutoff mm-hmm. spot. So you've got William Byron three points out. Custer eight and basically Maddie D and Blaney just have so to. So my my bold prediction of the weekend was Ryan Blaney's going to win, so that's going to lock him into the round okay, twelve. So. And I'm going to go chalk there with my four limit. I'm going to go Maddie D, Cole Custer, William Byron, and Clint Boyer because we know Kurt Busch is very good at Bristol. Eric Amarola is solid at Bristol. He finishes about I think the last couple times we've been there in the ten car, he's been in the top ten. Uh, Kyle Busch, we mm-hmm. know is Kyle Busch at Bristol, and then once you get to Alex Bowman, something catastrophic is going to have to happen for him to lose twenty-seven points. I mean, it's it's very possible, but you got when you get up to the Alex Bowman chase, Austin Dillon, I think it's going to be hard for them to fall that far. So, 
I'm gonna go. I'm gonna tell go you, Matty D, Cole Custer, William Byron, and Clint Boyer are done after Saturday night. I tell you what's going to be interesting, buddy, is if these if there's a caution that comes out with like eight to go in the stage, and they have about five to go to see if any of these bubble guys will stay out and try to get you those points. That's what's exciting but about stage. I'm like, so many options. I'm like, I think Blaine. Blaney will give it a run, but ultimately I think he's going to get eliminated. Maddie D, I think, unfortunately, is going to get eliminated. Uh, Cole Custer got wrecked in the spring, but he was running top, I think, top 15. Uh, I'm like you, buddy. I think William Byron's going to get eliminated because statistically every time we go there, he's he's always getting uh-huh. lapped. He's not the best. So Byron, or yeah, not the best track for him, Bristol. Buddy, I think it's going to come down between two teammates, and that's going to be Boyer and Custer. Yeah. And honestly, dude, I'm not even really sold on Kurt Busch. If you want me to be honest with you, if it wasn't Bristol, because if it wasn't Bristol, if, I would be with you. Well, buddy, I mean, even even in the All Star race when me and you were there, buddy, he sucked. He did. Absolutely sucked, man. So I mean. Uh, I'm kind of like you. I'll go with the Byron, the Benedetto, Blaney, and I. Yeah, I'm like you. I'll I'll go with Cole Custer getting eliminated, but only by like a point or two. So, yeah, I'll stick with that. All right. On the record, we'll see who's more. We'll see who's more correct when we do our show next week. But our last uh, NASCAR talk before we get into our uh, football talks here for the week. Uh, my guy. You know he's not in the playoffs, not uh, mm-hmm. not making headlines that way. But he did announce that he will not return to the forty three car in twenty twenty one. Now that has opened mm-hmm. up a rumorville full of different stories, different opinions, different uh, writers thinking he's going to go this and there. So I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna try to predict where we go. And I say Wade because yeah. I go with him. Bubba's my guy. Uh, but the rumorville has got him attached to the 48 car of Hendrick Motorsports. You know, seven-time retiring at the end of the year. We've also got a uh, mm-hmm. 42 car, Chip Ganassi, uh, an open ride. We also have been lately hearing a lot of rumors about the uh, Gaunt Brothers racing team of the 96 which is toyota affiliated and they did just announce earlier today that their driver daniel suarez will not be returning for 2021 and Mm -hmm. that ride has become appealing to a lot of people for bubba with the sponsorship that he has gained and maybe becoming a little bit Backed a little bit more by Joe Gibbs. You know, we don't know. Uh, there's a lot of rumors about Denny Hamlin as well. So I'm not I'm not going to try to go there and say that's where he's going to go or where I think he's going to go. I, I don't know. I don't know where he's going to go. I don't care. As long as it's competitive, mm-hmm. he gets in a better ride where he's up there competing for, for top tens and, and wins week in and week out. Uh, I don't care what car it is and what number it is as long as he's, uh, long as he's up there doing his thing. But uh, what's your uh, – what have you been hearing? Anything different than me? Or, and what's your uh, take on Bubba? Uh, well, to be honest with you, buddy, I've told you 
all along that I really didn't think he was going to come back to the 43. Yeah, you were correct there because I was actually for a long time there, or not a long time. You were a cold heart. You were a believer in that 43. I was starting to believe he was going to stay. I really was. With all the new sponsors coming in and stuff like that, I really did think that uh, that was a good possibility. But, you know, you can't blame him for – for taking a risk on himself, like he said, he's he's betting on himself, mm-hmm. kind of like Matty D did a couple years ago, and it's paid off for him. So, but yeah, can I didn't but, mean to cut you off there, but continue. <laughs> uh, you're good. Uh, I I'm like you. I've heard a lot of the same rumors. Basically, I mean, I think we all know the Chip Ganassi cars has been out there since what happened in the spring, and plus two with uh, Bubba having McDonald sponsorship, and they're also linked to the 42 mm-hmm. car. So, uh, ultimately, buddy, I think he's going to go there, if you want my honest opinion. Now, the one that's probably intriguing the most would be if Denny Hamlin. Now, the now the rumor I saw was actually pretty interesting. It's actually him, like Denny Hamlin, owning the 96 card that's actually backed up by Michael Jordan, too. Did you see that? I've seen, I've seen them all, yeah. So that now that one, buddy, would be the most interesting, if you want me to be honest with you, because if he could team up with Joe Gibbs and how Toyota's ran, then yeah, watch out. Like I think that one would be the best bet. But uh, ultimately, I think it's going to be the forty-two because Chip Ganassi is just one of those guys that's just if he basically throws it out there, buddy, it's it's you just can't mm-hmm. decline it. But then yet again, you can't really. If I'm Rick Hendrick, I would look at him and be like, dude, I've got to ride over here to where a seven-time field is out. Do you want to become over here and uh, become one of the best drivers there is over here too with working with Chase and working with Alex and working with Williams? So, I mean, that ride would be good too. But I don't blame him for taking a risk on himself. Uh, Now he'll be in better equipment, like, substantially, buddy. And I mean by, like, a Mm -hmm. lot. So – the pressure will be on Bubba, and I think that's what he wants because you just can't be content, dude, with just going in. And it's great getting sponsorships and all this, but you just – when you walk in and then you still just can't get above, like in the way that you guys have been running lately, buddy, it's just kind of been a struggle mm-hmm. the past Richmond couple weeks. Was, uh, Richmond now, was going to be a decent race. Uh, that I didn't agree. Uh, I, I've been a big fan of Jerry Baxter all year. I didn't agree with the strategy that he pulled Saturday night. It cost Bubba big time. And uh, so I, I think Richmond would have been a much better race than it turned out to be if it wasn't for a uh, very questionable strategy call uh, by Jerry there. So mm-hmm. uh, I didn't get too upset about now, Richmond because I was like, I, I don't think that was uh, I don't think that was a good move. So. But yeah, they're, they've yeah. lately been running about 16th to 20th. And I'm, I'm like you. I mean, it, that's an improvement from last year. Don't get me wrong. And mm-hmm. these sponsors coming in, you never know what you could do. But, you know, I, I think I'd rather be like Bub and bet on myself and kind of go for more of a sure bet. I'm going to get I'm going to get some grade A equipment and, and show what I'm made of. So, uh, yeah. And then plus two, buddy, if he goes, if he goes to the 48, I mean, he's going to be mm-hmm. good because I can imagine Cliff Daniels might would stay or who knows, Jerry Baxter might follow him. I mean, they've always worked good together, but then plus two, I know the 42 has been struggling now, but buddy, when he goes over there, they're going to have better cars. It's kind of like the Kenseth is just there, 
basically for sponsors and just to see maybe to get some veteran feedback with Kurt Busch. But ultimately, I, I just feel like it's going to be the 42. And I'm kind of on the lines of Dave Moody. He's going to be in a good ride, mm-hmm. period. Now you see so, where he I tweeted mean, me today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's been tweeting, been tweeting you pretty yeah. good there. So, but I, I mean, it'll be, it'll kind of be good to see uh, what he does, and that way, when your boy gets in a better ride, I can still look at you and say, eh, Chase is just still better, buddy. <laughs> hey, it'll be more exciting though because we can actually have a good, friendly competition there. So that's like I said. That's like that's I said, true. I, so I, I don't. I'm not going to tie myself to anything. What what I want him to do or what I think I, I just want. I just want him to be in a better ride. I don't care what number it is. I don't care what team mm-hmm. it is. If he's in a better ride, that's good enough for me. I'm going to be supporting him no matter that's what. Just, <laughs> you're you're just like me. A couple of years ago, you bought all this 43 stuff. Like I had 24, and then just out of the yep. blue. Changes now up. you got to buy a whole new wardrobe, <laughs> and I had to buy basically everything in the book too. So. I don't mind. I don't mind at all. Uh, yeah, you you don't mind, but your wallet's yeah, going yeah. to be screaming. Yeah, it might tell me to stop a little bit. <laughs> but our last uh, our last headline here before we get to our talk. I know last week we talked about doing some college football. Uh, I was hoping maybe we would have a little bit more games to talk about. Um, just uh, we got to wait another week before our lineup gets pretty good. I know we went over that before the show started. And uh, next week for college football will be a really good and fun, uh, fun week to talk about. It. The SEC starts back. We've got some really good ACC games on there on tap. Uh, we did get good news today about the Big Ten. It is coming back. Do you know a date? I know you've seen that. I didn't. Uh, it's it's somewhere in the fall. I do. I don't know. But I can imagine it'll probably be really soon just because of uh, people are wanting to play. And I know a lot of people, buddy. What's that guy from Barstool Sports? You know, the guy that does the pizza. I, inter- yeah, like I know the who pizza you're talking reviews. about. I, I can't put a name to it. Buddy, he, he went off. He went off on Michigan the other day. I don't know if you saw it on Twitter, but he just basically told the university and the Big Ten Conference, if the kids tell you that they want to play, then you let them yeah. play. Don't hold them basically hostage but yeah i'm not sure about one of those dates yet when the big 10 will start well the good news is is it's sooner rather than later so it's uh good to see them come back That's but true, uh, yeah. our, our headline or our two big headlines i guess that we can talk about is one is uh virginia tech and uva was scheduled to play saturday night uh that game has yet been postponed once again uh due to covid 19 complications on virginia tech campus uh, I'm not really sure of details on that and a rescheduled date. I don't know. I don't think it's been set yet for that game, um, but mm-hmm. I'm sure it'll it'll come out soon. But uh, Virginia Tech now will open their season on September 26th versus North Carolina State. <clears throat> so I know that that game was highly anticipated, especially for Virginia Tech fans because, uh, you know, UVA won the won their first game against Virginia Tech last year uh, in 17 years, so uh, or 16 or 17 years. So we were really anxious to get our Commonwealth Cup back. But uh, y'all, it's all right, UVA. Mm-hmm. You can have it just a little bit longer because <laughs> uh, it's coming back home before we hit 2021. I'm not, hey buddy. I ain't gonna lie. I was actually looking forward to this game because I was ready to drive down there Saturday. And as soon as I walked through the Dora Hibbis to pick up Mary. I was waiting to hear that bull. Well, we didn't. We didn't play. We <laughs> we didn't screaming. play until seven thirty Saturday night anyway. So, 
Oh, okay. So I had to look. Yeah, we'd have been. We'd have been. We'd been race, and I had to look at you. (laughs) But Um, I'm like you, man. I was looking forward to that game, but that just sucks that y'all don't get to play. But hopefully, you'll make that game up pretty quick. It's just an extra week. We've been waiting this long. What's the extra seven days? But uh, I do got one game that we can Mm -hmm. pick and talk about. Uh, It's a top twenty-five matchup. It's uh in the ACC. You got Miami versus Louisville. Um. Uh, who, what, what, who do you think's got the upper hand in that game right there? I know Miami's ranked 18th and Louisville's ranked 17th. Uh, mm-hmm. who, who's your, who's your win for the primetime game this week? Now, was it you that was telling me when we've had these fun arguments about ACC versus SEC? Was it you telling me that Louisville has a really good quarterback that's going to be good? Yes, sir. Honestly, buddy, I'm not. You're you're probably going to have more knowledge than me when it comes to this, so I'll kind of defer to you in this one. But honestly, just by the way that you've told me about Louisville and how the quarterback play has been and how they ended the year last year, they ended up making the bowl, didn't they? They went like eight and five, seven and five. So, and then, buddy, we know how Miami's been the past couple of years. Miami hasn't even been relevant. I mean, so uh, I'm actually going to go with Louisville. I'll go with a kind of kind of low scoring game. I'll go with a twenty twenty seven to twenty three, and I'll have the uh, Louisville Cardinal winning that game. So but I'm like you, buddy. Before you go, it's a, it's all about next Saturday, buddy. It's time to it's time to hunker down and uh, go dogs next Saturday. That's when that's when Daddy plays. <laughs> yeah, next Saturday's definitely got a much better slate of a uh, of games for it. I'm I'm ready for next Saturday. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't blame you. But too. no, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Louisville in this game Saturday night as well. Uh, Cunningham for Louisville uh, had three touchdowns and 343 yards in their opener last week. Uh, I just think top to bottom, Louisville's got a better roster than Miami. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm gonna go with Louisville as well on Saturday night. But we'll jump into our main uh, our main talks for tonight is the NFL week two. Now, before we do that, I would just like to point out (laughs) (laughs) last week we made our picks 10 games. The result. Yeah. And I probably, I probably, I probably look like rich lands football too. (laughs) Probably garbage. (laughs) The results are a little bit one-sided. Your boy here got eight of the 10 picks correctly and you got four. So uh, you got yeah, some. I'm not, I'm not even, you got some ground to pick up um, on your boy. I'm not even shocked, buddy, because <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not even going to lie. On the first Sunday of the month, when it was halfway through the first quarter, I was already screaming at my team, throwing the phone at work. <laughs> so yeah, I'm not even shocked. I only got four right. No, it was. Uh, it's all good and fun. Uh. A lot of a lot of them are uh, were were swings in the dark for me that I just got kind of lucky. But the score is eight to four going into week two, so you got some ground to pick up. Before we pick this <laughs> week's games, I wanted to do a a, a one little uh, kind of topic or session here where we pick one thing that we got right and one thing that we got wrong from the week. And I'll start. Well, the one thing that I got wrong, or, and I'll do the one thing I got right for the week first was the Baltimore Ravens. Okay. Now, um, the Baltimore Ravens went in there and basically told Cleveland, you're in my way. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah it, I think, buddy, it was. It was yeah, I agree uh, with you. I'm not even going to say what I was going to say. I don't say. think I picked that game to be um, as big of a lopsided game as uh, as it turned out to be, but I definitely was right on the Ravens and the Browns. Uh, the Ravens, they they picked up right where they left off last year in the regular season. Now. Just like you pointed out yourself, the postseason's a different animal, but uh, the Ravens look like they're uh, they look like they're ready to play some football. Um, mm-hmm. The one thing that I was wrong about was the Jacksonville Jaguars. And Interesting. Okay. you know, I know we picked when we did our picks. Uh, I picked the uh, the Colts to pretty much handily win that game against the what I thought was the tanking Jaguars. And, uh, you mm-hmm. know, Phillip Rivers um, did not look like uh, the guy I thought he would be. Uh, I do know that Marlon Mack got hurt for a season-ending injury for the Colts, so that's, uh, that's a big blow for them. But I just uh, – I was wrong on the – I guess I should say I was wrong about the Colts more about the than the Jaguars because I really thought that they would play better than they did against the Jaguars. But all credit to Gardner Minshew, he missed one pass. He was 19 for 20. And uh, so he he showed up to play. The Jaguars showed up to play, and uh, they proved me wrong in week one. But uh, you got to – what's your uh, correction – or what's your correct and what's your wrong pick? So on the corrective side, I would probably – I'll just kind of go with the obvious one that I made a – big statement about and that buddy was basically the kickoff game on Thursday. Mm-hmm. I basically, I'm pretty sure I said last week that it wouldn't even be close. That it would be a blowout. Mm-hmm. Now don't get me wrong. At the beginning of the game, it looked fine. Mm-hmm. But once the chiefs got rolling, buddy, I mean, it was, it was just over and I'm sorry, Houston Texans fans, but buddy, I don't know about you, but I do not think Houston is going to do a lot. Oh, this year. They, didn't look they, they, they are going to miss uh, DeAndre. Let me mm-hmm. just say that, buddy. I mean, other than that, I mean, David Johnson had some few good runs in there. I think he was probably, buddy, the only one that really played solid. Mm-hmm. I mean, J.J. Watt still J.J. Watt. But, I mean, buddy, Patrick Mahomes was just, like, flying it left and right. And uh, the running back from LSU – God, what I, his name is slipping my mind. But, buddy, I didn't expect him to just explode Edward like Tillet. he did. Yeah, buddy. I mean, what, 100 yards on, in his first, like, primetime game? Are you kidding Man, he me? Just, he said, he so said I'm picking up where I left off. Well, <laughs> yeah, he said, I'm here. Let's go. So, I mean, buddy, Kansas City is just going to be mm. – mm, I mean, that's, that's just going to be – and then my bad, I would pick – Baltimore. I mean, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go that route since you did. I'll. I'll actually, buddy, go with the San Francisco and Arizona game. And buddy, I was wrong about San Francisco. And <laughs> buddy, Arizona's gonna be mm-hmm. tough. Not to, the way the not team to, that I saw brag, on Sunday. I picked that game correctly. <laughs> <laughs> you did, and sadly, I picked San Francisco to win. In the division, but what did I tell you and Mr. DB about Arizona? I'm telling you, buddy, watch out because Kyler Murray and DeAndre, what he had 14 receptions, 15 Mm -hmm. for what was it like a buck 50? So, I mean, I'm not sure who Arizona plays this week, buddy, but a good way to start off is 
beating the uh, reigning defending NFC yeah. champion. It's like so, I said last week. Well, Kyler Murray is is he's, he's different. Like I'm not I'm not going to go out there and say he's a superstar or a or anything. He's he's, he's just kind of a different. He's a Russell Wilson kind yeah. of in the making of a two point yeah, Different, and it's uh, I think it threw the 49ers for a loop, but uh. That that definitely was a was the upset. I think it was one of the upsets of the week for sure. But mm-hmm. let's get started with the week two picks, and uh, we'll see and see if you can do a little bit better. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Oh, I I already got a team that I'm not going to pick, and then <laughs> we already know that's all. So. All right, we'll start with our Thursday night game uh, for this week, and it's the uh, AFC North battle. It's between Cincinnati and Cleveland. Joe Burrow's first primetime game versus the Cleveland Browns, who uh, really need to do better than they did on yeah, Sunday. I'm, so I'll, I'll let you start with that one. Baltimore, or not Baltimore, uh, Cleveland or Cincinnati? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna start with this, buddy. Cle- I don't know what we're doing in Cleveland, but we need to wake mm-hmm. up. Baker Mayfield is not Baker Mayfield that I thought he was going to be. I mean, I thought Cleveland on paper, buddy. That that just looks dangerous, and I hate to say this, buddy, but your boy Odell too. He, I, I mean, I had him on my fantasy lineup, and he sucked for me, mm-hmm. by the way. But Didn't I mean, do that well. We're, we're going to have to do something in mm-hmm. Cleveland. But I tell you where I'm going to go with this pick, buddy. I'm going to go with Cincinnati because I really like what I saw from Joe Burrow and AJ Green this past week. I know uh, Joe Mixon didn't really do that much. Mm-hmm. But, buddy, I mean, Cincinnati would have sent it basically in the overtime if that kicker, unfortunately, wouldn't have blew out his – what was it, his knee or his Achilles or something like a, that when well, he, he went got to a cramp. cramp or something, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you – I mean, sadly, Cincinnati should have beat the Chargers, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, freak accidents happen. I pray that he, you know, comes back quickly. But uh, I think I'm going to go with Cincinnati to bounce back. And, buddy, if Cleveland starts 0-2 – we're we're going to be looking at uh, some QB changes in Cleveland. I do believe. Yeah, uh, it's a that's it's a bold statement there, but I I can see where you're going with it. But uh, I, I'm going to pick Cleveland in this game, okay. and because I, I'm not going to put all my stock into the the first game, um, because I do I, I think Baltimore's is dangerous. And uh, so Mm -hmm. I I think they might have made Cleveland look a little bit worse than they really are. Um, Being the first game, uh, Baltimore got started early. And then when you're playing from behind, I mean, it just, it makes it harder. Your game plan throws off and your rhythm gets thrown off. So I'm going to roll with Cleveland on this one because I just, I feel like they're still the more talented team. Joe Burrow's, as good as he is and as good as he played, I still think he's a rookie. And, you know, Miles Garrett's going to be coming. Uh, that defense in Cleveland is, mm-hmm. is, you know, they're still good on paper and they're still respectable. So I'm going to roll with Cleveland uh, on Thursday night to get that one done. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this real quick too, buddy. I, I, Joe Burrow, once he gets more experience, buddy, he's going to be, be good. And he showed off some NFL. wheels on Sunday, too. That run he had for a touchdown, yeah, he dude. actually looked like he was moving. So, And then if 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 A.J. Green can stay healthy, too, that mm-hmm. that's going to be a little dangerous mm-hmm. duo, buddy. But all right. He so hit we're already on there, too, just since sleeping. So, yep, we're already splitting. Yeah. But uh, So, oh, that, 
it'll be a good game to watch, though. So All we'll right. see. Game game two. My team that was god awful on defense <laughs> on Sunday. So let's go go ahead. So since Minnesota is your team, why don't you just take a full minute and I want you to express well, to me how you felt after well, Sunday. Number one, I'm going to tell you, I miss Daniel Hunter. Uh, these three games mm-hmm. that he's out, it needs to. They need to go and and go fast. He needs to get on the field for sure because Aaron Rodgers was back there counting sheep on Sunday in the backfield, <laughs> just picking them off one by one. But uh, you know, I, I knew I knew that Minnesota's secondary, especially the corners, was going to be a problem. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I knew that going into the season. I knew that going into the game, especially when their first game is against Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers. But oh my goodness, that was horrible. That defense was horrible, so, <laughs> and they better. How how many how many times did you scream on Sunday? Because I know three times you, I, scored, like, I, I, know I scored. I screamed forty three times for as many points as Green Bay put up on the board that's how many times uh, it was it wasn't good but uh i mean the positive i got from it was minnesota's offense looked really good now i don't know how much i can credit that to maybe green bay playing a little bit soft defense because uh, it could have been but minnesota when they got on the field on offense they were cooking and kirk cousins looked good dalvin cook looked good adam thielen man put up another 100 yard game for two touchdowns so Offensively, man, I'm not worried about Minnesota, but defensively, oh my goodness, that left a bad taste in my mouth. We got to do better than that, especially on Mike Zimmer defense for sure. But uh, I got faith that they'll uh, they'll figure it out. So, mm-hmm. uh, but Minnesota, Minnesota right, versus let's... Indy. Now, Indy did not look good on Week One, just like we mentioned uh, before we got started. They lost to the Jaguars, who <laughs> to to what I thought was the tanking Jaguars. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, you and me both. Yeah, so, uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I think, I think, I think my team will bounce back. I really do. I think they'll bounce okay. back against Indianapolis. Uh, uh, you know, question marks with Indy for the running game. Uh, Phillip Rivers didn't look that amazing, uh, on Sunday. So I, I think there's a big difference between Aaron Rodgers and Phillip Rivers. Maybe the defense will get their feet under them. And I think Kirk Cousins and the offense are going to do uh, do really well on Sunday. So I'll pick Minnesota to win mm-hmm. win that game. I think you kind of just basically took the words out of my mouth. I feel like y'all are going to bounce back from a uh, – that was not a Mike Zimmer no. defensive <laughs> performance. So I feel like they probably got a nice chewing out probably uh, the past couple of days and had to run some extra laps on that side of the ball. Mm-hmm. So – uh. I'm like you, man. I mean, Phillip Rivers is still like he's good, but then yet again, it's kind of like can your corner, you're just like us, can your young corners bounce back against another, basically a veteran quarterback that's not on Aaron Rodgers' mm-hmm. level, but he can still he can still make solid passes and make those throws that needs to be made. But I feel like y'all have too much. You you just have a better complete team, in my opinion. So I feel like. Minnesota will probably win this game. I'm gonna say twenty-four to ten in that in that whereabouts, twenty-four thirteen, somewhere around okay. there. Respectable. I'll take it. Hopefully, uh hopefully we're both right on that because I don't want to start 0 2. <laughs> but uh yeah. all right, our third game. This is uh this one involves your team. Uh, we got the Falcons <laughs> versus oh. Cowboys. All right, so 
you had your minute of frustration. Now I will let my minute of frustration out. Buddy, if I've read to you on paper, Matt Ryan has 450 yards and three touchdowns. Julio Jones has about 11 receptions for a buck 59. Calvin Ridley, about nine receptions, 130. <laughs> Russell Gage, about six with 113 yards. If I read you stats like that, would you look at me and say, wow, what'd you win by, 20? That and I'm going to ask you, where was Todd Gurley? <laughs> <laughs> oh, sadly, buddy, Todd, Todd Gurley to me, man, on his first drive, looked just like Todd Gurley. I've seen explosiveness. I've seen basically kind of the old Todd Gurley. And I saw the same Falcons offense that I that basically, buddy, that you hit on the head last week. When they roll, they just roll. But what hurt us is we drove three down, we drove down there three times in the red zone, or basically on Seattle side of the field, and we turned the ball over on downs. But I'm like you, buddy. I don't know what our corners are gonna do. But I'm telling you right now, I wish that our podcast was so big that this would reach. Isaiah Oliver and AJ Terrell because y'all look like absolute <laughs> dog turd on the fresh first gut grass cutting that's been sitting there for months and you step in it and you say, What did I get on the bottom of my shoe? Look at this SHIT that I found. That's that's what Russell Wilson was doing this past weekend. He was throwing it to this side. Look at that bum. And then he would throw it over here. Look at this bum, and oh, let me scramble over here because, buddy, I'm not going to lie. Our defensive line, they actually sacked Russell Wilson, I think, buddy, like eight times, six or eight times. That was fine to me. But when our corners can't hit water if they fell out of a boat, buddy, I'd rather watch paint dry than what I've watched A.J. Terrell and Isaiah Oliver do. It looked like I was watching Robert Offer 2.0 and 3.0 out there. (laughs) So I don't I don't know what we're gonna do on that side of the ball, buddy. But it is the same godforsaken thing every single year to where we can't cover nobody. The freaking bricks on Tazzle High School cover better than what Atlanta does. <laughs> so that's that's why I'm gonna say the Dallas Cowboys are gonna win. And that's all I'm gonna say because it's gonna be the Atlanta offense scoring probably thirty and then Dallas having probably forty eight. So all right, Mr. Cowboy and feed me that stupid tattoo that he's got on his belly. You happy, Daniel? Your Cowboys are going to beat Atlanta because, well, their defense is basically the inside look of a trash can that resembles probably uh, a Denny Hamlin face with the Michael McDowell driver attribute. So, all right, buddy, I'm done. <laughs> Who you got? Oh, my goodness. Well, um, <clears throat> I'm going to start off. Going to start off by saying I don't think I think Dallas um, should have won their game mm-hmm. on Sunday night. Mm-hmm. I, I do not agree with the call that was made at the end of that game. I know it was close. The the, sales the salesmanship of Jalen raised me. I, I guess that's what money buys you. I guess I don't know, but uh, <laughs> I, I thought Dallas should have won that game, but. Overall, I still wasn't that impressed with Dallas. Um, so this is why I'm picking Atlanta. 
No. Well, you, I give you credit, buddy. You had more faith than because I Because if you remember correctly, who did I pick to win the MVP in 2020? Who did you pick to win MVP? What, Lamar? No, that would, you, pick, no you pick Russell Wilson. I'm sorry. So, I, yeah, I, I'm Russell sorry. Wilson's a bad man. And he it was 34 for 37. <laughs> oh, so no, that doesn't look good for Atlanta, but I'm like Minnesota or like with Minnesota. I think they can get it together because I don't think now I do think Dak Prescott is still a very good quarterback and and nothing to shy about Ezekiel Elliott. We know about them. Dallas is dangerous, but I think the offensive firepower that Atlanta showed that they have against a pretty good Seattle defense. Um. I think I'll pick Atlanta to, to win in a shootout game on Sunday. I think it's going to be one of those uh, classic Atlanta games where they where they put up 38 and the opponent puts up 35 or 34. So uh, I, I'll pick Atlanta on Sunday. I'll roll with them. Well, I give I give you props, buddy. I I to be honest with you, I'm probably just going to admit to you on the show. I probably won't even pick my team to win a football game. <laughs> we'll see. We'll so, see. But yeah, I got Atlanta winning. You got Dallas, so that's two that we're differing on. So uh, we're on the right track. To that's, just sad. that's just sad. That's sad when you're when you're when you can't even pick your own team to win a football game. That, that's just pathetic. So all right, next next we've got uh, Aaron Rodgers versus Matt Stafford, Green Bay versus Detroit. Um, this one's going to be. Uh, I, I'm going to go pretty easy on this one. I, Based on how Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay's defense in front, I mean, that the defense for Green Bay didn't look that great once you get past the front four. So um, I think mm-hmm. the front four was pretty good. They might be able to get to Matt Stafford and cause some problems. But uh, I think this is going to be another one, man, that's going to be a pretty good shootout of the game. I mean, Matt Stafford looked decently all right on uh, Sunday against Chicago. Um, you know, they've got, they've got some weapons over there in Detroit of a – Green Bay, I, I think Aaron Rodgers is out to prove a point this season. He might be a little bit angry about that uh, about that draft that we talked about Ooh. last week. So uh, him and Devontae Adams look like they were on a uh, grade-A chemistry, and I think they'll keep that rolling. So I'm going to pick Green Bay to win on Sunday. Yeah, I agree with you. I think you basically hit the nail on the head again. And basically, didn't Detroit have a chance to win that game? And I think, who was it? Uh, was it DeAndre Swift the ball in the end dropped zone. the ball yep. in the end of- yeah, we can't be – buddy, you're making Georgia look bad with that play. Come on, we can we can do better yeah. than that. But I think he'll kind of rebound. I mean, he's only a rookie, and uh, he'll get that squared away. But, yeah, I'm like you, buddy. Aaron Rodgers is basically out to prove a point that says Jordan Love will not be starting anytime mm-hmm. soon. This is my team. I am Aaron Rodgers. So, I'm like you, buddy. I, I'll, I'll give it a shootout just because Matthew Stafford still can sling the mm-hmm. ball, and they've got some good – weapons on offense, but uh, Aaron Rodgers and I'm like you, buddy, Devontae Adams, that, that just looked, it looked too nasty good. this weekend. Un- unfortunately for yep. you, it just looked sadly, too nasty, I, uh, but I'm like you. Sadly, I'll... I predicted that on DraftKings in my fantasy lineup as well. I was like, oh, Devontae Adams, put him in. And what did he do? Went off yep. for 41 points. So, uh, my goodness, yeah, we're, we're not going to go back on that, but uh, – <laughs> but yeah, I'm like you, buddy. It'll be it'll be Green Bay basically uh taking it this All weekend. Right. 
Game five for us. We got the L.A. Rams and we got the Philadelphia Eagles. I'll tell you one thing, buddy. I don't know what we're doing. Kind of like in – I know it's only the first game, but <laughs> Eagles fans, I think I'd be a little bit upset losing to a team that doesn't <laughs> even have a mascot. So, <laughs> the Washington football team, Jared, repass where yeah, you are, buddy. Stand goodness. up and clap. Uh Buddy, I'm going to go with the Rams because I have no confidence in the Eagles. I'm not even going to lie to you. Carson Wentz was, was throwing INTs, like just serving pancakes, yep. just throwing them, yep. buddy. So, I mean, old, old, old uh, walk it to him looked a little bit rough there, old Shannon Sharp. But, uh, buddy, yeah, I think I'm going to go with the Rams because their offense at the start of it actually looked pretty good against Dallas. They basically marched up and down the field like it was – Basically nothing. And Philadelphia, they just got too much to, I think, like, buddy, I don't, I couldn't even tell you half of the starters on Philadelphia besides Carson Wentz. Yeah. And, I mean, I didn't get to watch that game really because, honestly, buddy, I thought it was just going to be one of those games to where Carson Wentz and Zach Ertz would just dominate. And that wasn't even the case. So, uh, we'll, we'll find out, but – yeah, buddy, I think I'm going to go with the, the Rams to beat uh, Philadelphia this weekend, and that will put them at 0-2 already at the NFC East. That's, that's tough to climb out of, so go with the Rams. Yep, uh, I hear you, um, but I'm going to give Philadelphia the benefit of the doubt. Um, mm. Deshaun Jackson did not play. The okay. running back did not play. And they still only lost by three. Is that correct? Uh, I'm actually not sure, uh, buddy, to be see. honest with you. I thought it was like 27 to 17 or something see, like that. You could be correct. Um, 20 to 17. 20, okay. I believe. I'm pretty sure Washington, I'm pretty sure Washington buddy, made like a basically a second-half comeback, too. That's no, what, 20, that's what makes right, you mad. If you're, you're correct. Uh, you were right. Twenty-seven, seventeen was the score. But like I said, I the Rams should have lost to the Cowboys. And mm-hmm. um, other than their defense and Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey, their the Rams offense did not look that impressive. Um, and just in my opinion, um, and with this game being in Philadelphia. Now, I know they don't have fans, but it is a 1 o'clock mm-hmm. game, uh, which is going to be hard for the Rams because that's 10 a.m. local time for them. Um, I don't know. There's just something about this game I think that the Eagles will bounce back. So I think I'm going to pick Philadelphia. Hopefully Deshaun Jackson will be back for them. Their running back should be back. Uh, Zach Ertz will get back to being Zach Ertz because Dallas Goddard actually had more receiving yards than Zach Ertz, which is not going to happen more than uh, more than usual. So I'm mm-hmm. going to pick Philadelphia to win that game. I'm going to go out on the land. All right. There. All right, boy, we're splitting it this week. How many? We've we agreed on one game. Pick the same team. <laughs> no, Minnesota we and Green yeah, Bay. We agreed on two games. So we're, we're splitting it here. Uh, game six. This one, I don't know where you'll go with this one actually, but uh, is Denver versus Pittsburgh, and 
I'm just going to tell you this. Based on last night, I'm picking Pittsburgh. Big Ben looked like he's Big Ben again. Juju Smith-Schuster looked like he was ready to be a number one. Uh, And, you know, James Conner got hurt. And I'm not sure about the stats Mm -hmm. on him, but Benny Snell Jr. jumped right in and got 100 yards. So, uh, you know, I'm picking Pittsburgh. And and, uh, other than the offense, that Pittsburgh defense looked good as advertised. So, uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm rolling with the Steelers. Yeah, I'm like you. Uh, I actually didn't see James Conner get hurt last night, but in the first half of – I mean, I know it's only the first game, but in the first half of it, I was actually a little bit uh, worried about how Pittsburgh played on defense. It was not that impressive, but I'm like you. Once they got the ball rolling, you basically saw an old Ben Roethlisberger to a young rising star in Juju who's going to be a top-five receiver one day. To I'm like you, buddy. When Benny Snell was in there, I mean, he's he's nasty mm-hmm. too, buddy. So, James Conner, I mean, I know Pittsburgh fans probably like James Conner, but watch out for Benny Snell. He might be taking that job over pretty soon. So, uh, I'm like you, buddy. I think I'm going to go with Pittsburgh to win. And, uh, I mean, I like Melvin Gordon and Drew Locke is decent, but I feel like Pittsburgh is just going to be uh, too much for them. So, I'm going to go with the Steelers starting 2-0. and all right, game seven for us to pick here is the Ravens versus Houston. <laughs> well, I'm just going to say this. Ravens by a blowout. All right, buddy. <laughs> yeah, not much discussion here. Uh, it's, it's, like we, uh, it's like we discussed at the beginning of the, of the NFL section here. The, the bright spot of Houston was David Johnson, and David Johnson's not going to carry Houston past Baltimore, so I'm going to pick Lamar Jackson. <laughs> And uh, the Ravens. Yep. All right. Well, game number eight. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just real quick, buddy. Just Houston just has nobody. And if I'm Deshaun Watson, I'm screaming at somebody. Because yeah. I mean, Brandon man, Cooks, Will, Will Fuller, Fuller. number two receivers. You need a number one. And, yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know what we're doing, but Bill Bryan, Bill O'Brien has to feel like the biggest dumb A of the century. <laughs> After that performance that yeah. I saw, because Patrick Mahomes lit into them, and then Deshaun just, I, buddy, how many times did he get sacked and was basically He's, running uh, out of the pocket, running for his life? So, yeah, that's uh, that's about all she wrote on that one. All right. Well, <laughs> speaking of DeAndre Hopkins, our next game is the Cardinals versus the football team in Washington. <laughs> I'm not going to get Oh man. That. R Yeah, I, yeah, you you want to say the R word, but we can't we yeah, won't man. be doing that. So the Washington football team, you will not be winning a football game this weekend. <laughs> it will be the Arizona Cardinals with Kyler Murray to his new number 1 uh DeAndre Hopkins and buddy, I think you're going to really see it this week how good they're going to be. I think so. I'm going to go with Arizona to beat Washington. So uh, I'm impressed with what I saw with them this coming week or this past week, buddy. So it's to me, they're only going to get better. So, and just watch out because that, that is just scary. Yep. So go with Arizona. I'm i uh, I'm not deferring from you. I'm rolling with Arizona too. I think, uh, I don't think that was a one-game wonder. I think that Arizona is going to be a team to reckon with 
maybe for a wild card spot, if not the division. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. I know I picked Seattle and I picked Seattle to win pretty handily, but you know they could be they could be up there battling uh, for that division win uh, when it gets to the end of the season. So I don't think that was a one game wonder by any means. I think the uh, Cardinals will beat the football team uh, on Sunday Sunday afternoon. Kyler Murray, my fantasy team needs him, so uh, I'll definitely think he'll step up for me. I think he I think he thinks about me when he when he puts the football football hand so- on. Yeah, I I agree with you, but quick, real quick, buddy. I'm just going to point this out to you. I don't know if you got a TV near you or not, but just to switch topic a little bit, the Denver Nuggets Uh, are uh, up uh, on uh, the uh, Clippers. Breaking news are up on the Clippers with two minutes left by twenty. I think uh, twenty. Skip Bayless. Skip Bayless might be crying. Uh, What about what about Kawhi Leonard? (laughs) I think he might be crying into his uh pillow uh right about now looks like we might be looking at a denver lakers western conference finals you heard it here yeah, first and give me like give me give me like uh last cable podcast <laughs> breaking so, news we're, we're like we're like what's the call yeah. say big j journalism swear to god you heard it here first yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's right we need to get credit for that but all, all right. right so figure i figure you'd be i figure you'd like that a little bit of news, oh, yeah, buddy. good stuff uh our last right. two picks here in the NFL get back on track here. We've got our two primetime games for the week on Sunday night and Monday night. Uh, we've got the Patriots versus the Seahawks. Whoa. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Let's see. I can't stand Cam Newton. And like <laughs> I told you before in the previous, I, I just, oh, my God. I'm not even going to talk about once again what I saw Sunday. But I'm going to go with Seattle just because I'm like you. Russell Wilson can prove that he's a dangerous man. And once that offense rolls, buddy, it just rolls from Carson to Metcalf. Just, oh, buddy, it's just once they get going, they can get going. And I feel like this defense, they're not going to have a threat like they did this past weekend with Atlanta to where they're balanced and they can – eat you up in both ways, especially with quarterback play. And this is where I feel like this week is a huge difference in quarterback play from Atlanta to New England. And I feel like they can control Cam Newton better. So I feel like Seattle is going to win. I mean, New England will make it close in the first half and then once in about the third quarter, buddy, in the fourth, that's where Russell Wilson just takes over. So I'm going to go with the Seattle Seahawks to beat the – New England Patriots and all the well, let's see, how many true fans are there, or are they still crying to Tampa Bay after that embarrassment that they got? So, oh uh, well, I'm gonna start mine off by saying that I don't hate Cam Newton. That's fine. I, That's I, fine. Uh, That's... I actually found him to be pretty entertaining on Sunday, and I actually found myself. I I I tell you, let me let me just say this real quick. Then I hate to interrupt you. But that outfit that that man was wearing, buddy, it looked like we were from the 1600 pilgrim age. What are, what are we doing with that bright yellow suit and a hat that looks like I'm going to go turkey hunting? Well, he had to do something what? with that hair. God, it's get a haircut, you bum. Oh man. So, but, uh, that that outfit was terrible. A, a freaking a freaking newborn dresses better than that. So, Oh man, God, buddy! We need to learn about fashion. 
I mean, I'm I'm gonna give a shout out to my man Dustin down there. <laughs> uh, he's got more style oh, than Cam Newton. That's saying something. But uh, God, but all right, I, what I, was you saying? Now I just had to get that out. <laughs> I, I actually found myself not minding the Patriots with Cam Newton. So I I don't know. I, I found myself kind of kind of watching them a little bit more. Cam Newton, I do like Cam Newton. I like him when he played in Carolina, and I, I I'll pull for him a little bit while he plays in New England, but. I'm going to stick true to my guns. Like I said, Russell Wilson is my MVP for the year. And until I see something that proves me wrong, I'm rolling with the Seahawks, man. Uh, I, I think mm-hmm. they'll, I think they'll uh, kind of like a, they did against your uh, Atlanta team. I think they'll, they'll pull away there at the end. I think they're just a little bit better. Uh, I'll take Russell Wilson in the fourth quarter over Cam Newton. So I will roll with Seattle on Sunday night. And our last oh, our last Riley. game is the last game of the week, and it is the Saints versus the Las Vegas Raiders. And uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna just put this out here right now, and uh, you you can agree okay. with me when you go or not. But we mentioned this at the beginning of the show. Michael Thomas is not playing. Mm-hmm. This is this. I think I think I know what Michael you're gonna Thomas say, and I playing. actually think I'm going to. I think I'm going to agree with you if you're going the route that I think you're going oh, to yeah. go. Michael Thomas is not playing. This is the uh, home opener for the Las Vegas Rams and their or Rams Raiders mm-hmm. in the in their <laughs> new stadium. Josh Jacobs mm-hmm. is a problem. Monster. He's a problem. Yes. Uh, so without their best receiver and by far their best player, other than Drew Brees. I'm picking the Raiders to win this game on Monday night. Mm, upset. <laughs> yeah, and that's a that's a shock. But uh, you know, no disrespect to Alma Kamara and Drew Brees, and I mean, I know their defense is no joke. But Michael Thomas is Michael Thomas, and uh, you know, as many catches as he had last year, as many yards that you're going to notice that he's not there. And so you've got young guys that are going to have to step up, and they may just do that. Mm-hmm. But I think the Raiders are going to be motivated for their for their home opener in that new stadium in Las Vegas. And uh, I think they're going to be ready to play. So I'm going to pick the Raiders as an upset pick on Monday night. All right. I like everything you just said. And the only reason why I think the Saints will keep it close is only because of their defense and uh, – God was it Cam Jordan? Mm-hmm. So now I will admit that that comment he made, I can't stand this guy. I'm just gonna say that because he just that's just one of the guys, buddy. If I just saw him, just somebody just needs to punch him for how much <laughs> trash talk. He reminds me of a Patrick Beverly. He just just he's like that little piss hand. He just gets on your nerves. But I thought that comment about the you know <laughs> the stadium being empty that he thought that they were at a Tampa Bay game. <laughs> Now, that junk was funny. <laughs> so, God, that cracked me up. But that is the only why I think they will stay remotely close in this game because I'm like you, buddy. I understand that you still have Alvin Kamara, and he is a great football player. Don't get me wrong. But your number one guy is out. And that hurts Drew Brees because I understand you got Jared Cook. And like I just said, I understand that you got Alvin Kamara. But you've got a team on the other side. I'm like you, buddy. They're in Vegas. They've got something to prove. And 
I mean, John Gruden, buddy, is still an offensive genius, in my opinion. And he's been out of the game for so long, even though he calls it. But his play calling, buddy, is still top-notch to me. And I'm like you, Derek Hart and Josh Jacobs, that that is just Josh, that man, mm-hmm. buddy, he's a problem, problem. Just like you said. Feed feed mm-hmm. that man. He's the one he needs feed to feed to. <laughs> so uh yeah, I agree with you on that one. So buddy, I'm actually I like that pick and I'm like you, I'm gonna roll with it Let's because go. that's just when you're when you're opening up a brand new stadium and they're over there in the water and you can smell blood, mm-hmm. go Absolutely. after it. Go after it. So I'm like you, buddy. I'm I'm gonna go with the uh Las Vegas Raiders to upset the New Orleans Saints. So we will see how the NFC South is picturing after this week because I'm not sure who Tampa Bay plays. And I'm not gonna lie to you, buddy. I kinda hope they start off 0 2 because that junk would be funny as crap. Yeah. I wish I could look at all them Tampa Bay fans down there and clap in their <laughs> face now. So <laughs> I hear you. All right, so we got our ten games picked. We'll see uh we'll see how we do next week. Uh should be good. I think we got let's see how many we got different picks. We got one we got three different picks. So we'll see uh we'll see how those three games uh work out for us. True true I mean <laughs> sadly, sadly, I mean I hope one of them, the obvious one, is don't get me wrong, I hope it's wrong. So if if that one's wrong, I'm not even gonna be upset about that. <laughs> that could one. be the difference maker right there. Yeah, but like the yeah, I ain't gonna go there. But before we get off, we do have breaking news. It is official. The Denver Nuggets are going to be playing the Los Angeles Lakers in the Western Conference Finals. A two, a back-to-back series, buddy, where they've came down three to one, and they're the first team ever to do that. That is history. But I hate to tell you this; it doesn't matter. LeBron's on the other side. AD's on the other side. It don't matter if it's three games or four. Give me Lakers in five, just like the meme on Facebook. I got you. I, I'll go. Uh, I'll make it more interesting. I'll go Lakers in six. I think the De- I think Denver's good. I think no. I think Joe and then all the, is good. He's he's that that Anthony Davis yeah, and be a good battle, battle buddy. buddy is going to be it's a the good different, one. The, the, the so, X factor is going to be Jamal Murray, Gary Harris versus the guards mm-hmm. of the Lakers. That's going to be the. That's yeah, I actually the think factor. we're going to have to see how they play against the Lakers guards. So I won't. I won't be shocked, buddy. Honestly, and if you see LeBron James kind of on Jamal mm-hmm. Murray, I will not be shocked at all. Kind of how they put him on James Harden, and James Harden mm-hmm. just kind of fell apart. Yep. Same way he would guard Russell yep. too. The Lakers have done really good with the backcourts so far in the playoffs. Like they deal, they dealt with Dame and CJ really well. Uh, despite Damian Lillard mm-hmm. getting injured, uh, but they did deal with them really well. They, like you just mentioned, they dealt with James Harden and uh, Russell Westbrook. So, well. so let's, I, I, let's see if they can keep it up. Yeah, buddy. So quick, quick prediction, buddy. So who's going to win the Western Conference and who's going to win the Eastern Conference? Lakers, Which, by Lakers the way, the Miami Heat came back and won today. So. Lakers in six, Celtics in seven. Ooh. The Celtics, Celtics okay. Uh, I, oh, I'm going to go a Lakers in five. And believe it or not, buddy, I'm actually going to pick – I'm going to roll with the Heat. They have not lost – what is it, buddy? They, have, lost, they haven't uh, lost the game, have they? Yeah, they've lost a the game. Yeah, they've lost uh, one. Yeah, they lost to – they finally yeah. lost to the Bucks. That's right. 
But, buddy, they're on a hot streak right now. And the way they came back today, they were down by double digits too. And Jimmy Butler, man, this looks, he just looks good right teams. now. They're a dangerous sports So, I'm going to go with a – I'm gonna go with a LeBron versus Jimmy Butler uh, NBA we'll Finals. Complain about that? That would be a very cool series to watch. LeBron versus the Heat. That'd be a <laughs> that'd be pretty that'd be pretty wild. But uh, yep. And then a lot of your old timer folks too, buddy, want to see a good old Lakers Celtics like it used to be back in the day. Mm-hmm. So we've got a lot of good basketball. People need to watch. Absolutely. It's gonna be these games are gonna be fun. Absolutely. That's a. This has definitely been the biggest shocker, though. I uh, I think everybody and their mama thought that they were going to have a, a Clippers and Lakers Western Conference Finals that we were all going to get our popcorn ready for. But uh, don't oh, I, look like that's oh, going to happen. Buddy, I can't. <laughs> I can't wait until uh, we get off here and we go on Twitter and we open it up like it's the <laughs> greatest be, birthday present that you ever got. Like it's Christmas morning every morning. <laughs> I can't wait to see the skip with the crying Jordan Absolutely. face. But uh, that's all I got for you tonight, my friend. We got our NFL picks for week two. Guy, we picked a little bit of college football. We got some Miami-Louisville picks there in, uh, getting ready for our big week next week. But uh, I think the thing that you and I are looking forward to the most is our race this weekend at Bristol. Who gets it done? Absolutely. Who locks themselves in? Uh who, who gets eliminated, uh, and we're going to be there in person with 30,000 30, of our greatest friends to see it at Bristol Motor Speedway. I th- <laughs> maybe maybe 30,000 of like my greatest fans, but I, I hate to say it, but unfortunately for you, probably at least yeah, half a half. I'm not minutes, worried about them at all. So. I'm going to stand up and I'm going to embrace them. <laughs> That's all you can do, buddy. But, yep, I'm like you, so I think it's going to be a good weekend. I've been excited. The weather looks good. so It's going to be a good time. Uh, I've been waiting too much to say this. I'm coming, Michael. I'm going to be there. (laughs) I haven't forgot. I haven't forgot. You're going for Michael. You're going for Michael McDowell, and I'm going. It doesn't matter what (laughs) I'm going to that white (laughs) – Go go ahead. It, does, it doesn't ahead. matter what song you come out to, buddy. You're not going to hear it. <laughs> You're not going to hear it. Uh, he's going to hear you. Over I'm going to be there. The machines. And uh, it's going to be it's going to be my privilege <laughs> to welcome you back to Bristol, my friend. Yeah, I'm like you. You're going to be doing that, and you're going to catch me going down to this white tent looking for that stupid, <laughs> idiotic, moronic fan. That was a Clint Boyer fan. Now I'm going to say, buddy, you're still below the cutoff line, and you haven't won a race, and we've won three. You can talk to me. What was it about uh, the All Star race didn't mean anything? Oh yeah, yeah. We'll see. We'll see when we have a ring on our finger, and Clint Boyer still doesn't. <laughs> it's going to be fun. I've been waiting. I've been waiting to go back, but uh, it's going to be fun to do that with you and uh, our families and stuff. I always look forward to it, but uh. I guess that's all I got for us, my friend. Until next time, you've been listening to the Lunch Table Podcast. We'll talk to you next week. Peace. See you.